Pokey. And I'm Caddy, and this is Books, Cats, and Snacks. Shout out edition. Shout out edition. Special shout out edition. Special shout out edition. We Number have a guest. 784. I think you've said that one already. Why are you being a hater? I don't know why. why I don't know hater? why. Probably <laughs> why? not. I don't know. Maybe this is part two, Oki. Dang. <laughs> Book 784B. <laughs> yeah, 784B. <laughs> but we have a guest today, you guys. I want you to say hi to the author of Malthus Necromancer Unchained, which was a recently published book that we're so excited to hear about. Hi, Casey. How are you today? Hey, Casey. Hey, Oki. I'm doing well. Hey, everybody. Hey, Caddy. I'm so excited. We're so excited you're here because usually it's just me and Caddy just babbling away. So, And Oreo. And, and Oreo. So we <laughs> oh, want and you to have a special guest. with us. I have a special guest? Mm-hmm. I do. Well, yes. I mean, Nugget is here. But. Yeah, Nugget's here. He, he <laughs> makes rare appearances, Nugget. Yeah, yeah. But this is just our book shout out where each one of us will pick two books that we want to talk about, give it a little highlight, and we're going to start with Caddy. You go first. Okay. All right. So my first pick is actually from a previous author that we have covered, Stephen oh, yeah? Rowley. Ooh. Yeah, we read The Gunkle a couple months ago. So that's I came upon, book. it's a recent book that's come up in my feed. It just actually came out May 30th, 320 pages. It's called The Celebrant. It's actually a really cool cover, it looks like. So it's a friend's book, a best friend's book. You and love it's those these books. I do love me a good best friend book. So it's five <laughs> best friends. They meet up every five years and they do something cool. They give each other uh, eulogies. Like it's like oh. as if they're reading their friend. It's like a friend's funeral. So they read a eulogy every time. And they've been friends for about 28 years, it says. So these guys are about in their 50s, you know, mid to late 50s, I would say at this point. It just so happens that at this particular meetup that they're doing, they're all going through some sort of like emotional trauma in their own lives. The first best friend has like a big secret to reveal. There's always a big reveal that he's got to reveal to the rest of the group. Of course. You know, one best friend is going through a divorce. Another one is going through a parent's passing. Like every every friend has something going on in their lives. Of course, it's one friend who wants to tell the secret. It's like, uh, shit. Like, it also kind of cults everybody's going through emotional trauma. Here's my emotional trauma. But also, this is like, this could do irrevocable damage to what's going on. So like, is it really helping anyone? Is it, or is it just adding more fuel to the fire? Is it dumping on them? So what is the main character going to do at this point? Like, does he reveal? Cause it's kind of going to mess up the whole friendship dynamic. Oh, yeah. I see. I so, see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So one more time it's called the celebrants by Stephen Rowley. It kind of reminds me sometimes when my friends and I get together mm-hmm. and we have this thing like we've had, we've said this for the longest time. Everyone was allowed one issue. <laughs> you cannot bitch and complain about anything else but your one issue. So okay. if you're like fighting with your boyfriend and then you're also fighting with your neighbor and then you're pissed off at your boss or something, you're allowed one. You get to pick one. Because otherwise one person like dominates the whole like dinner or something. So we, we were allowed one. What is it? Pick a fight, girl. Pick a fight. <laughs> pick a fight, girl. You get one. So that was that. <laughs> So that segues into my my <laughs> book pick. My shout out, my first one is nothing like Caddy's usually. Yep. I had a chance to interview this author. His name is Mark Taus. Kind of like when I interviewed Casey. 
which I was going to mention that, you know, an episode with me and Casey with the other podcast is out and available if anybody wants to listen to that. But that info will be in the show notes. But anyway, so Mark is a British author, but he lives in Australia. He typically writes horror short stories. And as you guys know our show by now, I'm really into those at the moment or for the last, I don't know, months or whatever. But his book is titled... There's Something Wrong with Auntie Beth. It was published March 24th of this year, and it has 20 terrifying tales of just really scary and gross and really clever horror stuff. It's it's weird because Mark came on like the scene to me. I, I kind of was exposed to him because of his book called Nana. From that, I didn't know there was such thing as geriatric horror. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and apparently that's like a sub-genre of horror. So, like, imagining, like, the movie right now and someone with the walker just trying to, like, run as fast as they can down a hallway and someone just walking with a knife after them. And I'm, I'm sorry to say <laughs> Just hit that last like... <laughs> When I was talking to Mark and I was like, oh, what what kind of stories are you putting into this book? And he's like, oh, there's so many different ones. And but I just didn't want to be known as the guy that wrote about like melting faces of old people and things like that. So there's a lot of variety of different terrifying stories in this in this book. Okay, there's some really interesting stories that jumped out. The people talked about more than others if you read some of his reviews, but his main story is actually called There's Something Wrong with Auntie Beth. And I haven't read it, so I don't know if Auntie Beth is very similar to Nana as far as geriatric <laughs> horror. But this is this is a really phenomenal book, I think. He's got really good reviews on it, and I just wanted to get more and more popular. So that was There's Something Wrong with Auntie Beth by Mark Taus. And that's my first book shout out. All right, Casey, our awesome guest for the show. Do you want to go ahead and start with your book? Hey, my name is Casey Sutton. Um, I'm an indie author and my book is Malthus Necromancer Unchained. It just came out on June 28th. It's about 289 pages. Ten of those are some really awesome illustrations I got done of the scenes with this really cool artist, uh, Dijon Delish from Serbia. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Really cool. Some of the pictures came out really amazing. One of my favorites is, you know, I won't spoil what's in the picture, but it's actually like a two-page battle scene. So it's actually like a... Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. That is really cool. Kind of like a a, partial graphic novel kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We picked the coolest scenes together to have in there. But I like to describe my book as Dungeons and Dragons meets Quentin Tarantino. I wanted like a gritty, grim, dark version of some of the Dungeons and Dragons novels I read as a kid. And so Malthus is a necromancer. You know, so necromancy is kind of considered like an evil magic where you're controlling the undead and have undead minions. And usually the necromancers are the bad guys of the story. Well, I wanted to meet Malthus, a necromancer, as the main character. The main reason I wanted to do this was because, you know, I always thought necromancy was a cool magic system. But, you know, whenever you read about it, even if it's 
whether it's a novel or Dungeons and Dragons book, no one really ever explains like how it works or anything like that. So I thought if I had a main character showing it from his point of view, then I could at least have one book out there that kind of shows how it worked. One of the main reasons I kind of started my book. So Malthus is a necromancer and necromancy's outlawed. The book starts out with him under arrest by an inquisitor who is taking him across the countryside to be taken back to the holy capital so he can be tried, tortured, and executed for the crime of necromancy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And That's so intense. the pictures, the pictures are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really I, cool. it's really cool. There's That's one, cool. my, one of my favorite pictures too starts out with him like as a prisoner and it's like right there on page one, chapter one, you know, right when you read the book. So he's being escorted and while they're being escorted across the countryside, they're, they're kind of like in this bad part of the world where there are a lot of monsters and things like that. And they're ambushed by gnolls, which are these monsters in Dungeons and Dragons, which are calf hyena kind of human monster beastmen kind of things. And I've always thought that gnolls were cool because I've always like hyena me and the noise they make has always been like super scary and unnerving. So I just imagine that noise just surrounding you at night and definitely has some horror vibe dark yeah it definitely does Mm -hmm. yeah so anyways they're ambushed and they're forced to take refuge at this military outpost that has already been under siege by these gnolls for a while and so all the soldiers they're kind of like injured the the garrison's in bad shape but they have to take refuge there and then the commander of the fort who is actually one of my favorite characters, too. I, he's, I gave him a lot of kind of character development. He's kind of this alcoholic commander because he thinks everything's lost. So mm-hmm. anyways, the Inquisitor and Necromancer arrive on his doorstep, and he has to make the difficult decision of basically betraying the Inquisitor, risking punishment from the church and the Inquisition in order to free the Necromancer so that Malthus can raise the dead soldiers and dead gnolls and help them defend the fort. And then my oh, wow. my end line is, but will the dead be enough to save the living? <laughs> <laughs> One thing that is really cool that I just got to experience is I I got a earlier in my writing process, I ended up being discovered by Tantor Audio and got an audiobook contract. Nice. Yeah. And so back in April, I got to listen to a few different narrators and picked one. Oh, okay. You can pick them. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I got to listen to like two or three different ones. It's like an audition and like, almost. Oh, man. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, that, that part was good, but can you read this part too? Because it's got more different characters. And, uh, anyways, you know, I was really impressed with the guy, his name is Leah Sorio, and he is a, a, an actor and a stage actor, and he's had a few roles in shows like NCIS and True Detective and has recorded several other audiobooks. And he, you know, so I listened to the sample and it was great, And but I just now got to listen to the audiobook, which was published on Amazon actually just yesterday. Wow, and congratulations. Watched, yeah. yeah, thank yeah. you. It was so cool. Like, it was... 
amazing listening to my book as an audiobook. It's like kind of re-experiencing it the first time. And yeah, yeah you did a really great job. It was really cool. Great. It was it was really cool. Thank you. The only other thing I can think of to say right now is that it released on June 28th and the Amazon categories are fickle, but it did actually make number one new release in military fantasy for oh, several days. Oh, man. Nice. That's, that's so nice. cool. Yeah. Congrats. That is really cool. We're like talking to a celebrity here. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really cool. It's still actually number two new release and number three in the whole category for military fantasy. The the cover though, I was gonna say too, I I was really impressed with. I got it done by an artist named Alejandro Colucci, and he's actually done covers for Anne Rice and Neil Gaiman and even some of the wow. Witcher before. So it's really cool. Of course, Witcher. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, if you like grimdark fantasy or you're a Dungeons and Dragons or Warhammer nerd like me, then check out Malthus Necromancer Unchained. <laughs> it's on ebook, paperback, and hardcover and audiobook, all on Amazon. Again, it came out on June 28th, and yeah, you can get it on Amazon. And I'll also say I have a prequel short story called Greedy as a Ghoul, which is a standalone story. You don't need to read it before the novel, but it is the same character, the same world. And that's also on Amazon. And the ebook is actually completely free. Oh, that's cool. And if there are any authors listening, I'll just add that I think that that is a great, has been a great marketing tool for me. Um, initially, I had my ebook at a price point, but I decided to just make the short story completely free and had some links to both my website and the book is uh, the main novel itself on Amazon and the short story ebook. And I think that that's also helped get me more, you know, interest in, in Malthus. So authors, if you do have a short story or you're thinking about writing a short story for your book, it might be a good idea to try to find some more readers. Oh, nice. Good to know. Too. Yeah, but congratulations on all that. And I'm excited to see where else you take Malthus, to be honest, honestly. Before we get to Caddy's next pick, I want you to kind of talk a little bit about the convention you went to. Because if you go to his Instagram page or TikTok, you actually dress up as Malthus. And I thought oh, it was so cool. Yeah. cool. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> This was a, an idea we got from a friend. We went to Origins Game Fair, which is like a huge Dungeons and Dragons and gaming, like tabletop gaming convention in Columbus, Ohio. They do it every year. And so it was like really the perfect venue to find people interested in my book. And um, there were also some other authors there, which is kind of cool. They had like a little author's corner of other published authors and oh, i know cool. uh, people won't be able to see this but i actually had some little bookmarks of mouth oh, that's cool that's cool it had a qr code on the bottom that would take you to the website and then have on the back the first picture oh, and like yeah. book blurb and stuff yeah. so anyways like uh, my girlfriend vicky and i both went she dressed up as a zombie and i dressed <laughs> up as a <laughs> and, oh, and then we just started passing out bookmarks to people and it was really cool i like not only was it a great networking opportunity but 
tracking my pre-orders. I could tell I got at least 12 pre-orders from doing that. Plus, we just had a lot of fun. Met some some friends, potentially some other uh, networking opportunities. Like I said, I need to follow up on. One of them was actually a role-playing game company that makes Warhammer books. Asked if I could write like adventure modules and stuff for them. So that's pretty cool. I really that is really neat. That one, Patty. We're going to Ohio next year. Is it only in Ohio? (laughs) It's in Columbus, Ohio, and I think it's around June every year. But yeah, it's it was it was a blast. One thing that was really cool is there is a cosplayer there named Night Mage, um, like K-N-I-G-H-T. Can I even spell night this late at night? <laughs> um, but he, he's, he's actually pretty famous cosplayer on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And he's got some really amazing costumes. But there's a really cool picture of him as Duke Nukem with me as a necromancer. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's still so cool, though. Man, we feel like we can just keep going with this, but we need to (laughs) we need to stick to our bookshelf. Man, thank you, Casey, for that. That was that was actually a really interesting thing to know about the the fair or even about the book and all the good stuff that you have going on. Let's move on, guys. Let's go to Caddy's next pick. All right, so my book pick for my second shout out is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's everywhere. I've seen this yeah. book. And I was just kind of curious because I was like, what is this about? Like when it comes too popular, I'm like, uh, you know, that's usually not my my thing. So I was like, oh, let me read the synopsis. Let's see what this is about. And I, I kind of dug it a little bit. I was like, okay, I can yeah. get into this. It's 1960s, woman driven, independent woman doing her thing. She's a scientist. And she brings a whole nother kind of spin and look on cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is this a romance? What? I guess it's more, it, it kind of gives me the same vibes, like the help. It's more of like a drama, like a people's piece. Yeah. It's not race driven. It's more like women empowerment driven. Okay. So it's, good. you know, it's the 1960s. Uh, the main character, she's a scientist. So she's doing the damn thing. She falls in love with the man that they're going to live happily ever after. She's going to be a housewife, have his kids, you know, the 1960s dream, but it doesn't end up being that way. They get a divorce. Now she's a newly single mom and she's got to figure out, okay, what am I going to do now? Because the norm isn't for me to just get up and work. This isn't what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to stay married to you for 50 years. You are the man you bring from the, the bacon and everything. And I just kind of stand the background kind of thing. So now she's got to forge ahead on her own at a time where it wasn't so commonplace. So no. she starts a cooking show. And so she's not your conventional recipe having wife where like, you know, where it's recipes handed down. Now I'm going to bake them for you. She kind of takes a scientific approach to it. And when she does this, not only does she kind of open these women's minds to different techniques, different viewpoints, it's also kind of giving you more of a, you know, just opening up your mind in general, these women getting bigger ideas, more aspirations, if you will. That's where it kind of gets hurt. That's where that, you know, that a uh, bit of what is it? Controversy within the book is what's going to happen. That's going to be that, that central point, the conflict of the book is, and like, do networks want to keep her? Because, you know, like a woman speaking up at this time, how dare she? She's supposed to cook and be cute and be quiet. She ain't supposed to give ideas. So this is what, you know, so this is what this book is about. This is that central part of the book is she's female empowerment. She's a single mom and she's going to do it herself. So one more time, that's Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. That's right up your alley, Caddy. That's yeah. definitely something that you would pick for us to read. 
So. Yeah, because Oki likes the thrillers. She likes the 50 viewpoints. Geriatric the, the horror. Geriatric <laughs> horror. That's what she's getting me to read. I'm much more of like human piece, like a yeah. regular human. I do pick some norm out of the norm books. Thank you. Sometimes. I guess. I Sometimes. Guess. So my turn for the book shout out. I kind of have a little bit of a theme for my shout out this this week. The theme is these are indie authors that I had an episode or I interviewed with on the other show, the other podcast, the Tell Me About Your Book podcast. But the book that I picked for this one is called Time Will Break the World by Aaron Jacobs, who just published his book this past weekend. It's 294 pages. Yeah, I I really like it too. So the book is a dual timeline, but it's also based on a true crime that happened in California. So what the book is, in 1984, these two guys, I think they're brothers, they hijack a school bus carrying 19 students. They're like high school students. I'm not going to get into the crime too much, but the book itself, the other timeline, it's because it's 30 years later. One of the kidnapped victims, um, she's one of a twin. You kind of read how she navigates growing up, having to deal with that trauma. The two guys that hijacked the school bus, they also they also prepared this like bunker with like no bathroom, no AC, where they're going to hold on to the kids, mainly to get ransom money from the city. And it's a city of Brookwood. The book kind of goes back and forth from that time period and the 30 years later period. But there's also a point of view from the family of the the family of the two brothers that did the kidnapping. You get to kind of read about all aspects of this crime. Even though this book is fictionalized, it is based on the true crime that actually happened. Mm-hmm. But author Aaron Jacobs, he typically doesn't write this type of like crime thriller novel. But this book is, I think it's really, really fascinating. Well, the case itself is fascinating that it's based on. Yeah. Anyway, so that was Time Will Break the World by Aaron Jacobs. And back to you, Casey. All right. So I'm going to talk about Craig Montgomery and A Circle of Stars, which came out very recently on June 16th. His book is a little bit longer than mine at 483 pages. Craig is also an indie author, and his book is currently number 13 in LGBTQ Romance for Teens and Young Adults ebooks. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's really cool. The cover is beautiful. beautiful. And my TBR, I haven't actually read it yet, but I've seen some really great reviews from it, including from a reviewer, Carly Moya, who did an ARC review of my book as well. And her review of his book is what led me to pick his and order his. And I'm excited to read it. One of the things that really stood out to me is, of course, my book has necromancy and I'm a, you know, like magic systems and like the way authors come up with magic systems and do that and write about that. And he said that his magic system is based off of zodiac signs. And so I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was a really unique, cool aspect in there. So I'll I'll read a few uh excerpt or not excerpts from the book but a few excerpts from the book blurb about the book and then also talk a little bit more about Craig and some of his writing process but yeah 
So a circle of stars, the stardust duology book one. So I think that's kind of cool for one already declaring you're going to have a duology instead of a trilogy. Like everybody yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, trilogy, trilogy. sometimes you have to leave home to find it. All Casper Bell has ever wanted to do is belong. But now, abandoned by his friends and family after being outed, he has nothing left to lose when the people of Novelum abduct him, except Earth. So this book follows Casper and Helix, which are the two you know, main characters in the book. It's a coming of age and also a romance, but a science fiction-based world with a zodiac based magic system which is really interesting to me and a quote from the book that i think sounds really cool is sometimes the world breaks and we have to learn to live with the pieces left behind this is phenomenal i think it looks so cool it does yeah i i am really excited to read it i have like two more books on my tbr that i promised to read first that i'm and i'm a (laughs) i'm a horribly slow reader and a slow writer like i'm really bad like i i get jealous of all these people who like review books are like oh i've already read a hundred books this month and i'm like (laughs) how (laughs) that's how i feel too how But I I follow Craig on Instagram and TikTok. He's Craig Montgomery Books on Instagram and I believe on TikTok as well. But you could just search for Craig Montgomery and he'll be one of the first ones to find up there. He and his husband recently moved to the Bay Area and they have two cats. He, Craig, (laughs) likes to spend time. Yeah, he's a a cat person. So he's a pet person (laughs) like us. He's a cat mom. He's cat daddy. (laughs) (laughs) He likes to spend time outside in nature, and he also likes to spend time with his husband hanging out playing Japanese RPGs and platformers and going out in nature to think about his stories. He said that readers who like Hunger Games will like A Circle of Stars, that the Avatar The Last Airbender story has similar feelings to his story and that the world building is similar to A Deadly Education and that the closest book Craig has read to his story, he thinks, is Ink and Bone by Rachel Kane. Just one more time, that's Craig Montgomery and his story, A Circle of Stars, which came out on June 16th and is available on Amazon and Kindle and paperback. Nice. Thank you, Casey. Well, that's our shout out, you guys. And we want to say thank you to author Casey Sutton and his marvelous Malthus like world, <laughs> the necromancy yeah. world, for coming by and talking to us about your book and also Craig's book and mm-hmm. just doing all this shenanigans with Caddy and I, really. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty yeah, chill today. Yeah. <laughs> so, fun little late night recording. Yeah. <laughs> We're currently reading my pick this month, the book called Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Benjamin Stevenson. And I hope you guys read along with us. And that's it for today. We will talk to you guys later. Thank you, Casey. And I hope I hope we get to see more Malthus in the future. Yeah, thanks, Snoopy. Thanks, Caddy. Sure okay. oh, Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>